previously last week. After Zantanov made big friends in high places, the heroes busted their buds out of prison and descended into the tunnel network below Grakelstig, following an eccentric duro named Droki. Walking through a weird dance party, Dempelor encountered his own brother in the Horl Stone Tunnels. But something was off. Trinicus was being weird, so now we fighting. Can I get some initiative, please? I forget where we were. I don't know if we rolled initiative. I'll also allow Denthalor to get some attacks in here, or get an attack in here before the initiative starts. Let's get initiative going. I have no going. idea what's happening. I, I, I was just created. What happened? Um, what's your character's name, Coffee? Uh, Voltaire. Voltaire, you see... Some people just walk into your tunnel, and all of a sudden, a dragonborn just smashes this other dragonborn into a puddle on the ground. And then the puddle tries to invade the dragonborn's body, and it fails, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, and just so everybody knows, Denthalor is now much stronger. Fizzbins, huh? Do I need to roll initiative for this yes. fight or no? Okay. I forgot what you were throwing at us, Wookie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> this is going to be interesting. I'm consistent with these initiative rolls. <laughs> it would seem so. Right, we're just missing Xantanoff's initiative here. I should probably roll initiative myself. Yeah, can you roll for me? I'm in the kitchen. No problem. In? Hey, them baked goods aren't gonna bake themselves. Not even Sharon. Pass it to the mic. <laughs> Send me your delicious baked goodies through the interwebs, please. I try every time. Ah, oh, God, I've it just tried gets hard crumbs enough. everywhere. I mean, if Willie, if Johnny Depp could do it in that one movie that scared the shit out of me as a kid, you can do it now. I'm trying real hard to think of what movie you're talking about, and I'm drawing a blank here, bud. We walk in the chocolate factory. Oh, they had pneumatic tubes, see? Ooh. That's the peak of civilization. They didn't. No, well, he just pulled there. the kid out of a TV. That was a terrible description of that movie, but it was still accurate, and I don't like it. 
Uh, I didn't see the second one. Oh, the reason the second one it was the remake, yeah. and um, Johnny Depp's in it, and he plays a psychopath. No, the mm -hmm. first one he played a psychopath, like the the first Charlie and Chocolate Factory. That was just terrifying when they was going down the river. The Part about that movie is um, no. didn't tell anybody anything about that. I just the actors how. didn't know. I hate how Grandpa George, or whatever his name was, laid in that bed for 30 years. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. Did backflips when he got the factory. Alright, Dundalore, you're going up first. You have this thing essentially <laughs> trying to invade your ears and your nose hole, and you're just whop, closing off all your orifices. Okay. Alright. I need a wisdom saving throw. Hmm. I don't think this guy's particularly wise. A one? God damn it! Love to see it. It's afraid of me now. Right. I've got the fear. And that was. And can I make a bonus action too? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, Giant's Might time. Awesome. And that's the end of his turn. Alright, Voltaire, you see the Dragonborn grow real big and the puddle... The death puddle is trying to get away from him. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and use bonus action to give him Bardic Inspiration, which is a D8. And I'm looking through my spells. Apologies, I just ripped out my microphone. Wow. Apologies for that. <laughs> Sorry, I just ripped my microphone both out of my computer and off my head. Oh, what is this, amateur hour? I got a cat crawling around me. It's kind of hard to move. Oh, goody! Alright, um... I do not have any components, I don't think. So, I'm just going to attack the puddle with... Actually, I have Thunder Wave. I don't think Thunderwave needs anything. I believe you can use your instrument as an arcane focus, so you don't need components unless they have a gold cost. Okay. I'm going to cast Sleep on the puddle. What kind of save is that on my part? There is save. save. Sleep! He just Wait. has to try and get more hit points than it has currently. That's not good. This guy doesn't have a lot of hit points. Your hit points. Pray. That's all you can do. How I remember, this guy doesn't have many hit points, this is bad! Alright, let me see if I can remember how to roll on here, is it R space? Slash R, 1D whatever. Slash R, 5D8. Yeah. Unfortunately, he stays awake.
reach out with the magical energies, and he shakes off the pixie dust. No thank you, sir. Zantanov, your friend, is now, uh, is now twinkling with magic pixie dust. Uh, cool, yeah. What's the, what seems to be the problem? Well, he just got really big and he's starting to beat up his brother, but it might not be his brother. You're not pretty sure what's going on, but there is a fight. Does he look like he needs help? Yeah, yeah, this is real bad, actually. All right, what's the the enemy? It's a Necrogore. <laughs> oh, sounds like necrotic damage isn't going to work on that. All right. I better double check that. <laughs> Damage resistances, acid and necrotic. Oh no, he's no. an acid dragon though. Anyway. Take uh, here, perhaps? I hope not. Condition immunities. Blinded, charmed, deafened, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, right. poisoned, prone, and restrained. Aww. No fear. So he's not oh, frightened. Right. Oh, he's not frightened. Right. Right. fear. So rip dragon oh, roar. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Looks like we're gonna have to settle this the old-fashioned way, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. he... Yes. I, I, as I said before, I am in the kitchen. So can I just hold off my action for a bit? Of and course. just have it pile up at some point if initiative is still going. Of course. When you're back to the uh, PC, the personal computer there, we'll just do three turns in a row wherever. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Coming to Grex. All right. Let's see how far away is that. Very. Very far away. Mm-hmm. Um... Anything to get me that far. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what I'm gonna do instead. Grex and her duplicate, her echo, gonna move up 30 feet to there. The Echo is going to dash an additional 30 feet. And then... Actually, can I have the Echo? I believe I can have the Echo dash. Yes, but it can't take an action after. Makes sense to me. Okay. And then I'm going to use my bonus action. Uh, Never mind, I can't do that. Fuck. Turn it. Okay. Oh, I can't. I 
dashed. I can't have it dashed. Okay. Um. Wow, it's a lot less like. Uh -oh. Damn you, DM. This space is too big. I'll use my. I'll use my. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use my action to dash the 30 feet additional, flying up at a diagonal into the air with my wings. I'm gonna pull out a hand axe, and I'm gonna use action surge to huck it at it. Hell yeah! This is gonna be a disadvantage because it is way beyond its short range. So pretty good. <laughs> 23 hits. 24 definitely doesn't hit, but 23 hits. Eight points of uh, slashing damage as I huck the axe from above. <laughs> well struck. And I've got the eight points of slashing. Anything from the echo? Nope. All Just right. gets to sit there. <laughs> That's gonna bring us to the Necroicor's turn. Necroicor. Devalor. You may take a opportunity attack as you see it. Try and get away. Twenty six is gonna hit. Ow, that hurt. It's gonna get right up to the wall. And you can I'm see like him. These, I wish I had the sentinel feet. Ah, uh, not like last oh, campaign, sir. No, thank you. Hey, he didn't have sentinel feet. He had alert feet. God, I yeah. hate getting locked down like that. You see him go right up to the wall and begin to suction cup onto the side and begin to climb vertically up the wall. He's going to be out of range on the ceiling of this cavern, trying to strike it down at you guys. His next turn. How high up? Right now, he's just at the seam in the wall. He's still on the ground, but he's gonna, it's clear what he's trying to do. He's gonna make his way up onto the ceiling of the cavern out of reach. Okay. 
He's going to take a glancing blow at you as he does that. Does the 23 hit you? 23, yes, it does. You're going to take four damage. And I need you to make oh, a no. constitution saving roll. Constitution save? Mm -hmm. I know you're bad at those. Oh my god, you're bad at that. Oh. Yes, roll low. <laughs> that is going to be Just a failure. Just on that one. Hey, can I use Bardic Inspiration? You can roll your D8. Hell yeah. To be honest, this is the first time I've ever seen Bardic Inspiration actually used, and I've played a bard almost every time. You're going to get a three, and that saves you. You feel your body locking out, paralyzing you, and you rip out of it. You are not paralyzed. I was, was kind of guessing, because I'm not entirely sure what Inspiration does. I'm not sure if it was like a D8 to damage, a D8 to... It's a D8 to hit, saving throws, and ability checks. Unless oh, he nice. has... Uh... Depending on college, I believe College of Valor allows you to add it to damage. Yeah. I am College of Satire. Ah. I do not believe that one does. And then there's gonna be a bolt that's gonna smack into your head, Bard Voltaire, because I'm pissed about you giving him that Bardic Inspiration. I'd almost paralyzed him right there. What the hell? Damn it. 14 hit you? Uh, yes, my armor class is 12. <laughs> um, I feel like actually, I have the lowest out of everyone here. Actually, it does not, and it's targeting the guy, the necro gore guy. What? What? Because Why? of. Because of. Can't bullshit. have it target himself. Because. He didn't attack, did he? Was that him? Yeah, he was the one attacking. I thought it was someone else. It's like there wasn't a bolt that attacked. Or is it the Necrocore right shooting the bolt? It is the Necrocore necro oh, shooting never the bolt. Never mind, yes. he takes it. Takes it, never mind. Yeah, unfortunately. Alright, how much Cloud is good, but it can't deflect it back to the same attacker, unfortunately. You're gonna take well, 16 necrotic damage. 16. Oh, no, I'll take it. Send it to me. Alright, Denthalor. Was it to hit? What was, what was the... to hit? It is only a 14 to hit. Oh, then it just, it misses me. <laughs> I send it right towards me and it misses. Alright, that's going to be his turn. Denthalor, back to you. Boy. He's going to make his way up here to this guy. Oh no. He's going to grapple him. Oh, I don't think you could do that. I'm not. Condition immunities. Grappled. Oh no. You you essentially here, like jump on him, and he just pseudopods and turns into a blob around you and reforms behind you. Is he immune to restrained? I uh, I don't think so. Ah, oh, damn! I just. Uh, yes, he is immune to grappled and restrained. Ooh. He is just anti-you. <laughs> beat the shit out of him. No, I've always got backup plans. 
Level five, right? Oh yeah. boy. You get two attacks. Oh boy, yes, you are level five now. 26 and 30 will both hit. Oh, oh, that, that really hurts. Stop that. Action surge. No, please, no, no, they're gonna kill him. <laughs> the point. Yep, that's gonna kill him. Um, actually, since it is a melee attack, I can determine to just knock him out. <laughs> you want to knock out the Necrocore? I mean, maybe? No, no, I'll kill him. He's dead. He's just I, dead now. I just realized dead. that when I rolled for sleep, I could have added four more D8 by using a higher level spell slot. Oh. So if you oh, want yeah, to knock sleep him is out, a bit we are fully able to. Yeah, he's dead now. He's he's gone. He's, he's a smear. On the very next turn, you could feel him entering the various wounds that he administered to you, seeping into your blood. So you action surge and puddlefy him. He's dead. Ah, wonderful. Just as combat should go. And you guys with the way clear find yourselves back in a tunnel of the Horlstone Caverns. Duh. You guys are about here. Say we continue this path toward back west. As you guys proceed, Dunlore shaking off his meat club with a wet squelch. You guys come into a huge room, the glow of Feyrez shifting across the chamber as if pushed by some unseen wind. It flows toward and around a large mesa and continues to spiral upwards. But the ceiling of the cavern is too dark and high to see. You hear murmurs and whispers coming from atop the mesa, which grows louder as you approach. It's stacked. The levels resemble steps in a staircase, but a ramp running from top to bottom provides an easy way up if you'd like to ascend. I say ascend. I can you repeat that? Cavern, big old pile of rocks that looks like a giant spiral staircase. In the middle of the cavern, can't see the top, and there's a bunch of creepy fog made of magic. Can I, yeah, can I send one of the octopus buddies up there? Absolutely, one of the octopus scouts heads on up there, reports back through interpretive dance of course that there is nothing and no one up there at the top hmm. what if he just didn't see anybody it's possible but he is quite emphatic that there's no one up there is it worth going up there then 
It's definitely not a trap. That's exactly what something that's a trap would be like. You think it's not a trap, and then you go up there and boom, trap. Hmm, suspicious. Those traps are very sus. It's a good thing I'm immune to traps. I'm going up there. <laughs> I have a ten-foot pole just to set off traps. <laughs> Walking up with your ten-foot pole outstretched, tapping on suspicious-looking rocks, you guys wind up the slow ramp. Coming up to the top of this wily E. Coyote Mesa, the whispers increase in intensity. Please make a wisdom saving throw, everyone that went up to the top of the mesa. Uh, I guess I'll go. <laughs> ah. I can't hey. believe I did better than someone. I have negative. Oh. <laughs> Zentanov, you're going to take five psychic damage. Grex and Denthalor, you're going to each take two psychic damage. Voltaire, you will take five psychic damage as well. As the psychic whispers bear down on you, amplified by the phase ray, it seems like the city. You can hear the noise pollution from all the way down here emanating through the stone, amplified by this magical mist. And it permeates through you. Zantanov. Aye. You will gain one level of madness as these whispers overwhelm you for a moment. Bearing into your soul, you can hear everyone's secrets. It's disgusting. Where do I put the madness? Mark down on your character sheet, level one madness. And what does it do? I do not have my DM handbook right now, so I do not know. Is it that? There's going to be an odd effect. For, go ahead and roll a d10 for me. For the next 40 minutes, you feel, even surrounded by all your companions, you feel alone, and you need to stick close to them lest they leave you behind. Eh, I have animals. Can I use my historical knowledge feat? What are you trying to determine? It says whenever I enter a ruin or dungeon, I can correctly discern its original purpose and d determine its builders. Go so ahead I'll know and roll. what race made it and the reason it doesn't have a role. All right. So you enter this room and you can immediately tell this is no construction. This was hewn from the rock from the magical mist eating away at it like acid and as you continue to look at it it shifts and moves before you as you're looking at it it bends and warps you immediately realize that your mind is slipping and you are succumbing to the demon madness that hewn this room from the rock and you feel the necessity to leave and flee and following your friends, you continue deeper into the Horlstone Caverns. 
and you guys come to a T intersection. Which way do you head, left or right? I'm on left. I feel the necessity to go right. I will need a perception check. I've always learned that if you're in a maze, stick to the left wall to solve it. Grex, you look down at the ground, you see little footprints that head off to the right. I'll point them out to the rest of the party. Still going left. <laughs> Why would I go in the direction here. of the footprints? That's, that's not Because safe. that's the one that has your hat, remember? I'm going right. Got you there. I think my first session here, we're already going to split the party in TPK. Oh, look, would never kill us. We're the main character. It wouldn't be the first time we split the party immediately. We've never died before. Remember in Avernus? That was fun. I don't, I don't remember that. Oh. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't remember that. You guys continue towards the right, descending slightly. You come to another intersection, left or right. The footsteps proceed to the right, circle back, and then head down the left cavern. I don't know, are these even real footprints? I mean, uh, this seems kind of set up. Can I use investigation to tell what made the footprints? I will make you roll. You look down, you see odd footprints, but you're sure they're made by some kind of dwarf or duro? Some bipedal humanoid figure? Hmm. Okay, I say that we mark where we've been somehow. That way it doesn't lead us back into circles. Alright, can I pick up one of the octopus dudes? You do so. Can I, like, make it put ink on the wall? Like, can I squeeze it like a pen? <laughs> it gives you a... <laughs> dark, so I don't think we would be able to see that, right? I mean, I can see it. I have dark vision and a lantern. I think dark vision doesn't let you see colors. Going around. It's glowing. You can see difference in colors. You can't see the color of something. But yeah. Unless the ink is the exact same shade as the wall. Which I doubt it is. You guys put a good mark on the wall that's easily recognizable, and the octopus gives you a smart salute. Good work. Can I, like, pat it? Oh. And you guys continue. Then Delore's gonna let everyone else continue forward, and right before he leaves the area, right next to the... Um... Oh, God. ...marking, he's gonna take his tetsabone, he's gonna smash the wall right next to it. Okay, so you're a bit leaving... more permanent. Gotcha. You're leaving Another a smash marking, yeah. mark right next to the uh, ink wall, so just in case someone comes by, rubs off the Hansel and Gretel ink mark, you you got the smash. Okay, I gotcha. It's gonna be hard to wipe away a smash. I concur. And unless I come up here with like a ramen packets and glue. You all continue into a chamber split into two paths surrounding a large pool filled by water trickling from a stalactites along the ceiling. The western path forms a ramp above the pool's surface, while the eastern path runs level with the water and continues into a tunnel's opening. 
the water turns darker towards the center of the pool, where it transforms into a gentle swirl of a churning vortex. Where are the footsteps, footprints? Where's the, where's the, where's my hat? Where my hat, man? The where's footprints continue towards the right of the pool and then down underneath into a tunnel. How bad of an idea would it be to try to see what's at the bottom of the vortex? Not a bad idea at all. I think that's a fairly good idea and I encourage you to do so. The water is staying in here, so there has to be something at the bottom spinning it, or else it's just draining extremely slowly with a strong enough pull. Oh no, because there's water coming from the top too, so maybe it's draining and refilling. It would have to be a constant Very stream in order for a vortex to be there. Exactly. Some rock formations can in fact cause a vortex naturally. There is a permanent vortex outside of Scotland. Permanent the whirlpool. We'll see about yeah, permanent. that. It's just right up, right up there off the coast of Scotland. Yeah. Okay. That's terrifying. I, I want to first take my ten foot pole and poke towards the center to see if I can determine how deep the water is. As you take out your pole, just poking into the water, you look over to your right and see a duro with a wildly extravagant hat with two tentacles edging along a ledge as far as he can get away from the water. And he looks up. You guys make eye contact with each other. I'm going after him. Quickly. And then you feel your pole pulled almost out of your hands. Are you holding on? Yes. You Bye. feel yourself being pulled into the water. It was nice knowing you. Right. I was going to go grab him and pull him out. I literally have this labeled as special 10-foot pole because it's part of my background that I found it in a ruin and it's special to me. All right, we're going to need a strength check, a post-strength check as Zantanov peels off towards the right-hand passageway after Droki, who immediately starts running at full sprint. Oh, you'll never catch me. I'm Droki the Quick. You cannot run forever, comrade. Then Thalor is grabbing him. Um, how long has it been since combat started earlier? What? Uh, long? Against the Necrocore. Oh, that thing. Okay. Oh. Yeah, how traveling. long has it been since then? You guys have been traveling for about an hour now. Oh, that means he's not big no more. Oh, man. They'll say you guys are just in... You're at 40... You're at 59 minutes. You're still big. Yeah, it's minute. 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. Oh, damn, never mind. <laughs> Strength check. You're big at heart. You no, know, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this with my plus 8 to strength. I don't, I'm entirely sure. <laughs> I guess I can find a way. I know, only plus 8. Strength, strength check? Oh, right, I'm making a... Would it be so bad for me to find out whatever's pulling me down? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do I roll this. higher than you with a plus zero? Oh, I just rolled a nat one. I, I had I a plus eight. So, yeah. You're going to come up behind him and try and like grab onto his hips, but you're kind of like more... It's It looks more sexual than anything. You're not really helping. However... Voltaire, you pull back your rod and immediately 
a water weird starts coming out of the pool towards you and immediately envelops you and your pole and Denthalore. A what? Roll initiative. Initiative again. Hope I do better. What is it? It's a water weird. It's oh, that's a minor weird water weird. elemental. I thought it hey. was cube. God damn it. No gelatinous cube yet. God, I, I can't have shit in this campaign. I'm sorry. I can't give you the wand you of gelatinous cube. didn't immediately break us out of prison, you would have gotten a gelatinous cube. God damn it! It was so close. It was, in that it was in the bottom of that water pool where they dispose of things. I feel like this isn't fair, you know? I feel like I should have gotten that cube. <laughs> Why do you talk want to the drow guard? The drow man there. Because they like the Pokemon. Dumbledore, you're first. Good. Oh, wonderful. Am I restrained or something? You are enveloped inside of a water weird. I just did that for flavor, but no, you're you're good. Wonderful. So, it being made out of water, can it be hurt if things are added to the water? It is bound to this pool, however, I don't think you can hurt it just by salt in the water. Well, no, like, I have ink, and I have perfume, and I have oil. You're gonna make a Cover very fine-smelling... can't touch you. Well, oil floats on water, so we could technically set it on fire. But I don't... I don't think it would evaporate enough to actually damage it. I mean, it, it doesn't really... Well, it's not immune to fire, but... Yeah, it's not immune, but like... But why would you? Alright. Well, whose turn should is it? should I do? Double My turn, but I'm trying to figure out what I should do. Okay, just try to pull it out of the water, then. How, how do I don't know how it? I do that. I feel it like Wookie's seen some things, and now he's building things against things. Like he's building challenging encounters or something. I mean, if you just keep stepping back, eventually it'll leave you alone. He said it can't leave the pool, right? So either it's going to die if you take it out the pool, or you get further enough away from the pool that it doesn't matter. Oh. The way I see it is that bonking time. <laughs> I believe they will. Oh, yeah, both those definitely hit. That's the end of his turn, yeah. I've got the damage. That's going to bring us to Zantanoff's turn. I'm going after the guy. Out of there. You continue to run after Troki, not helping your friends at all, jumping over the water weird and continuing down the right-hand path into the tunnel. They can handle it. They probably totally can, actually. Exactly. Well, let me go after my hat. Yep, yep. See, 
If I hadn't been attacked, I could have cast sleep on the guy. And you could have got your hat back. That probably would have worked, actually. This guy's got pretty low health. Well, I can roll eight. Or no, it would be... I can roll 98 total. Well, yep, that definitely would have worked. Grex? Right. How far away am I from this water weird and my friends? They're directly in front of you. Okay. Um, so Rex and her Echo are going to kind of move up to flank and both kind of pull out their frost brands and attack. You have advantage on your attacks. Twenty-four will hit. Twenty-six hits. And then one attack for the echo. Twenty-one hits. Nice. Yep, that's gonna be enough damage. You slicing this thing, freezing off chunks of it. How do you want to kill? So. Just as the Echo and Grex move into place in position on either side of this thing, I'm just gonna Grex is gonna kinda like hack into it to partially freeze it, do another cross slash to freeze another chunk, and then the echo is gonna kinda like flap her wings once to fly up and stab down to shatter it into cubes. That's going to bring you guys out of combat. As you look over, Zantanov is nowhere to be found. I try and crack them. I was about to say, I'm just going to run after the guy with the hat. Yep, you guys look around. Ah, God damn it, Zantanov, and you peel off after your friend, making your way into the tunnel where you last saw them disappear into. Zantanov? Aye. You hear tick, 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 little patter of tiny feet ahead of you as he flies through this tunnel. Man, he's going quick. And you have to sprint all out just to keep up with him. And then he's gone. Is he really? Disappears right in front of you as you are looking at him with a wry grin on his face. And as you almost stumble into the next chamber, the first thing you notice as you enter the room is a heavy, unpleasant musk in the air coming from the cages assembled from scrap iron on both sides of the chamber. A spiral path circles into the center of the room, marked off by small stone pylons. Two duro stand by a large cauldron in front of a tent near a cave center. Both are talking a while apparently ignoring each other. In the cages, three hulking brown bears appear to be resting. So, no, did the guy with the hat just turn invisible, or what? You look down at the ground, and you see his footprints, and then you see more footprints as the invisible Duro 
continues through the chamber. Okay, so I have true sight for like 10 feet, so... Just out of range at this point. He's already on the other side of the chamber, but you could see him with your true sight and then disappear. And then looking down at his footsteps, continue to make impressions in the ground. You see him cross through the chamber and continue down the passage on the opposite side. They want to run after him. All right. As you almost oh, blundered. Since I'm by myself. Um, my ranger ability lets me move stealthily at my normal pace. Uh, I was just going to ask that. Yep, I need... Um... So there is someone looking for you. Namely, these bears in the cages. So to get through the room unnoticed, you are continuing at your normal speed and maintaining your pursuit of Droki. You're right on his tail. And with an amazing stealth check of 24, the polar, the cave bears do oh, not what? notice you. Alrighty. Um, if there's any point where I can throw an octopus to get him, I'd like to do that. Where are you getting these octopi? I, I saved them. These you kidnapped were, them. I didn't kidnap them. They were about to die. The These only thing I know of you doing with them so far is sending them up the steps when we didn't know it was there, grabbing one and squeezing it against the wall, and now throwing it to a bear. These Not particular... the bear, the little gnome dude. Okay. The, These the, Octopi the are more than loyal. They are thankful towards Zantanov because they were literally being sacrificed on the altar when they were rescued by said Zantanov. Believe it or not, um... This is not the worst thing um, Milk has done. Alright, Zantanov, you cross through the chamber. And I'll say the rest of you come into view of this scene, the cauldron being stirred by the Duro cultists, surrounded by the caged bears, and you make out this entire situation and just see the back of Zantanov disappear into the tunnel ahead of you. I mean, if they have over a 24 perception. Um, okay, maybe you didn't see your friend, but you see two sets of footprints coming through this way. I don't have feet. Um, what? um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have Mark feet. Mark tentacles? I don't have feet. God, that, what, what do you mean I don't have feet? I don't have feet. What are you? Uh, Cecilia. You got squid legs. It's not squid. It's, it's octopus. Octopus. two separate things. God. Suction cup marks along the floor. Yeah, you, you see suction marks and uh, dural footprints going across, and I will need stealth checks as you guys try and keep pace without being noticed trying to cross through this chamber and after your friend. I'm not really going to stealth. I'm going to kind of like walk with my echo over towards the duro and try to just nonchalantly just like what you making what, what what are you doing here you're not supposed to be here why not but, because this is our secret cult lair you're not supposed to know about this place huh. well I do uh, and I'm here so, uh, well, get out of here. You're not supposed to be in here. This is off limits, it is. 
No, I think I am supposed to be here. You know, I, I'm trying to j maybe join up and uh, see what you guys are doing. Oh, fantastic. All right, we'll just give you this pamphlet for orientation, and then I get you get out of here. You're not supposed to be here. You get out of here right now. What are you doing here? Uh, 22 deception. I'm just chilling. I am supposed to be here. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You're supposed to be here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the new guy we heard about. Coming back to Zantanov, you take one of your octopus chums and balling it into your forearm like a discus you throw and frisbees the octopus through the air splat right into the midst of a fungal forest as Droki makes an abrupt turn and sticks to a flamboyantly dressed gentleman balding wearing a circular uh, wearing circular amber glasses in the matching gold jacket and trousers he stands, leaning against a sword cane with a plucked mushroom held in front of his face, which is now covered by an octopus dripping ink all over his lovely golden clothes. However, right. he continues to stand yes. stock still, assuming he's still hidden. I'm gonna scuttle up, grab my octopus bud, be like, oh, yes, sorry, th this is mine. I I'll be going now. And I run after the, uh, the, the dude. Wait, wait, uh, I need you to see me. No, no, sorry, you can't right now. Um, I have to go. What, well, Droki, uh, you showed me here. This mushroom made me invisible. It's true, right? Sorry, 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 sorry. Gotta go. I'll deal with that later. I gotta go catch guy. Oh, well, maybe I'm, I can help or you. Or everything he has to say that has hey. to do with anything and go after the hat. All right, all right. I, I shall understand you're busy. I'll come with you and we can talk while we move. And he begins to jog along with you. Wait, wait. I thought we banished him to the Shadow Realm. You're right. <laughs> Who's this? Tavio from the, <laughs> the, the what it was it? The Strahd one. The Strahd module. We met the Bagman. Mm. We befriended the Bagman, and we gave him Rictavio. So why is he? Allow me to introduce myself. Twirls his cane. Oh, with... I mean, it would make sense that he took him to the Abyss. Able to escape out of the abyss into the lower levels of this here on the dark. I am the legendary Slayer of Evil, Van Richten, killer of Strahd Van Zarovich, and savior of Morovia. At your service. He's gonna like hold up a tentacle and he's gonna be like, do not care. Oh. Gonna keep going. And he's gonna continue to. Uh, Dog your footsteps as he is trying to catch. Uh, he's trying to catch Droki as well. I'm going to refrain from throwing another octopus dude at him because that would just be abuse towards the octopi. <laughs> All right, let's cut him back over to uh, the rest of the group here. You are right about. You guys are here in area ten. I was uh, conversing with these cult apparent cultists and convincing, trying to convince them that I am actually supposed to be here, and I want to see what they're doing. And you did quite, quite an amazing job. Oh, yes, you actually do belong here, I see. Of course, 
Well, we've been looking for near crates, and I say that you're just the stuff we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I suppose it wouldn't help bringing you into the deeper circles of our organization. We're trying to summon the demon Demogorgon. Now, this is going to be a multi-step process where we're going to go have to instigate some chaos up in Grackelstig. Gonna have to show a little madness, say eh? we've go ahead and begun different rituals, trying to drive the various residents there, particularly the giants, insane. So I take it you haven't heard of what happened to are you sure handiwork yes that was one of our finest moments just the tip of the iceberg we hope to spread more madness like that throughout the city making it easy pickings for our rise to power mm. at this point the echo had kind of like slowly gotten into a flanking position Sword kind of still in hand, but kind of like casually just at the side. It's like, ah, I see, I see. Well. I had an encounter with uh, the Demogorgon. It wasn't really that pleasant, so I don't think I'm going to let it happen again. And they're both going to swing at the exact same time. What do you mean you're not going to let it happen? <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and just run right through that combat you guys take the prerequisite amount of time to just puddlefy and decapitate and dismember all the bodies and then stuff them into the corners of the cages where they're immediately <laughs> eaten by the cave bears no evidence and you good, proceed good bears. <laughs> and you proceed after your friend down the tunnel where you saw the footprints going and uh yeah, doesn't take you long to catch back up with him as you do hear some commotion coming from above. Zantanov. I'm trying to strangle Octavia. Uh, wait, wait, I can be your friend. I can help you here. A narrow tunnel is lit by a same dim ambient light found throughout the complex. Ahead, you hear a high-pitched cackling of several creatures as four quizzes. Circle in from the shadows as you almost strangle Rictavio to death. What do you mean almost? I'm getting this done. Plot armor. No. <laughs> what is with you and hating Rictavio? I fucking hate him, guys. I, I, I can't explain it. It's such a hate. I liked Rictavio until he started taking credit for what Anthony did. And then Anthony <laughs> got me mad. I killed Straw. Okay. Kick your ass. Oh, Proof he didn't. <laughs> That's why we sent him to the Shadow Realm. Mm -hmm. Now there's three gods that are mad. Wait, there's three gods that are mad at him now. Exactly. Shouldn't they be the... Shouldn't they be the What's going on? Don't point that out. It would be bad if they find me. And as this moment of the four quizzes encircling... had an interaction with Sir Hiss, so like... You might be watching. <laughs> somebody call on their patron deity of it. If somebody get some, please. I can't. Oh, oh, oh no. Hey, don't you have the shrooms in your 
cage. Oh yeah, I just have the shrooms. <laughs> the ones that worship morale. <laughs> nah, I feel like morale wouldn't kill Octavia per se. She was merely uncomfortable with his presence. Uh, I guess I guess I'll get her hiss. Reaching out to the various gods, raining down wrath upon this line sack of shit. The Quisets circle in from behind and before you. As the group reunites, we're going to take a five-minute break. Ah. Alright, so first things first, I'm throwing Rictavio as bait to the closets. <laughs> Once I do that, y'all run for it. He's not an important character. We don't need him. He is a, uh, he's a weak link. So I, don't I have a Rictavio. better idea, okay? A better idea. In the Underdark, there is a constant threat of man-eating creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Usually. What if we take the 10-foot pole at... I don't know his name. Um, I don't know what his character's name is. Voltaire? I don't think we've Voltaire. actually, we... like, introduced ourselves. Oh, we haven't. We've just been in combat. So we just picked up Voltaire along the way and we're just like, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, but um, take that ten-foot pole that Voltaire has, we tie Rictavio to the end, and then we check for hostile monsters. See, I was thinking of something along the same lines of that, since we know he has plot armor and cannot die, and we don't have plot armor because we can make new characters. Let's tie him like a shield and just use oh, no. him. Constantly. If one of Denthalor's um Denthalor's brothers show up, so he's essentially got plot armor now. <laughs> Something that looked like one of his brothers. My main thing in this is I'm gonna be keeping a journal of monsters body parts because I plan on augmenting Voltaire as the sessions go on. Oh, like, have you seen Fizzband's Fizzband's guide? No. Um, well, you see, there's this new creature in it called a, um, Dragon Flesh Grafter. A what? Dragon Flesh Grafter, and it essentially is what you're describing, but with specifically dragon parts. Mm. No, I want to be able to research the monsters to the point of I already have a metal jaw which is what got me obsessed with the body augmentation I want, I want to be able to like take troll parts that regenerate or the uh, eye of a beholder like one of the little eye stock eyes I just wear an eye patch over that eye stuff like that I want to be able to augment myself to be the perfect machine I mean you can have one of my tentacles those grow back The only problem with that is my character does not have that high of medicine skill Never because mind. I have a negative one in intelligence or a negative one in wisdom. Oh. So it's going to take a lot of trial and error. I mean, if you're willing to take the chance, I have some cure wounds. You see, that, that, that was what my thought process was so far is I wanted to add a new limb. I have a chunk of muscle next to my other limb. The third limb in a place and then just cast cure wounds on it over and over so that it heals together 
<laughs> but I'm probably going to have to, like, find something about uh, necromancy in order to bring the limb to life. Yeah, because if you don't in attach case... any nerve endings, it's not going to function. Yeah, but in which case, uh, Dispel Magic would probably turn off the limb and let it start get... rotting again. You can have one of mine. So many cool things in here now. I'm, I'm re sorry. I'm reading Fizzbands. Reading oh, some more Fizzbands. If you guys want pets, I have the uh, Stibbles Codex of Companions on my OneDrive. That would be nice. I'll just send a link to my. I have every book except for Fizzbands because I don't know where to download it yet. <laughs> I've got the good stuff. I got the good stuff. Did you download it or did you buy it? Bought it. Oh, let me see. I buy my I... D and D to make up for all the anime I pirate. <laughs> it's perfectly balanced, trust me. And as you guys discuss uh, grafting certain tentacles or dragon parts to your own body and how to heal those properly with necromantic forces, the Quisets continue to close in. No, I don't need to pirate all my stuff. I swear I buy it all. Mm -hmm, I do, I swear. And I actually believe Denthalor does. The Quisets are going to attack you. Oh, and Rictavio. And they hit Rictavio. Running. Let's get some initiative going as these Quisets start laying into you guys. God damn it. Were they not distracted by the perfectly good Rictavio? Shiny and everything. Even exactly. they don't want to touch him. <laughs> oh, God. Understandable. Yeah. yeah, I guess you can't blame them. Can I put, like, uh, before this starts, then, can I put the immovable rod on Victavia to just sit him down somewhere? Absolutely. You press in him into mouth. the You press Rictavio into the earth and then place a immovable rod on his neck. Oh my, Dunvalore, you're going first. Again? What did I roll? Jesus Nat Christ. 20. Um, what's going on? I remember there's some things, like are they in range or, no or nothing? Posits are something small imp-like demons. They kind of look like bugs. Yes, but are they in range? Mm. Yes, they're in range. Awesome. Here we go. I have a feeling those hit. Both of those hit. And... That's it. That's his. That's his turn. All right. You paste two separate Quisets against the wall into a pink mist. Actually, they have green blood into green mist. Mm -hmm. The other two immediately turn invisible and run away. Are they, there is an opportunity of a tie of blind sight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You would see them. They are trying to run away. Opportunity attacks on them both. 
think I can only make one attack because he's a could, reaction. Yes. Zandanov could also make an attack because he has true sight. Zandanov, if you would like, you may make an attack as well. A 15 will 15 hit. 15 hit. Alrighty. Uh... Oh man, I didn't get 16 damage again. 14 kills him though. 19 will kill. I mean, excuse me. 19 will hit the Quizet as he tries to flee. Alrighty. That will be enough damage. You go ahead and skewer him, pinning him to the wall. Ah, damn it. Ah. They will not be able to warn the inhabitants of the next chamber before you arrive. The who? Nothing. What? <laughs> before we Boy. go, can I take their horns? You rip the horns out of their heads. Hmm, these are probably useful later. I'm gonna go pick up Rictavia. Uh, leave him there. Thank you very much. for those horns. Well, he probably had he had our immovable rod. Yeah. Is it a worthy sacrifice, though? But I can think use... of all the things we think of all the things we can make immovable. But think of how long he'll stay with you. Do you think that movable rod will work on the Zemagor again? No, it has like an 8,000 pound weight limit. God damn. <laughs> Alright, so what we need to do is get up to 17th level so Denthalor can become size huge and he can box the Demogorgon. I can Maybe just cast sleep on it. Yeah, you need a lot of sleep. Shh, it's okay. Sleep, dude. But that's not as King Kong versus Godzilla too. Yeah. <laughs> if I cast sleep while playing a lullaby, since I'm a bard, would it be more effective? Oh. Goliath, I... what you need to do is get to that level so that your size is huge, and then uh, the bard needs to get enlarge reduce, and it's enlarge you, so you'll double in size and <laughs> be effectively colossal. That would be good. That would be great. At this point, you all notice that there is a gnome traveling alongside you, and through the heat of the battle, the heat of the moment, you all realize you haven't met this gentleman. Voltaire, would you please introduce your character to the group? Oh, it's a gnome? Yeah, I'm a rock Can gnome. I put it in the cage? <laughs> Leave Thanks. that would be up to the rock gnome. I mean, how strong is it? <laughs> I mean, I, I can try to chew through the cage. I have a metal jaw, so... I mean, right, lower jaw. Me... I'll, I'll break all my upper teeth. Give me a strength <laughs> Alright, I'll actually give you a strength check. Well, you won't be um, that, that hard, so yeah. I don't know about what voice I'm going to do yet. Either Irish or the Patrick Warburton. Alright, so... But... Top of the morning, I'll tell you. I, I was down here digging around for some... Uh, old tomes, and I noticed you all in a fight, and I figured, well, if y'all are cleaning now, I might as well follow behind you and pick up what I can. Sorry, what? <laughs> I don't speak lucky charms. 
Could I'm, sorry. I can't I'm sorry, I can't understand the Irish unless they're drunk. It's it's weird. It's a curse. I have three <laughs> voices I can do consistently. Four, but one of them sounds like Marvin the Martian. I don't want a character to sound like this 24-7. I think I'll chill Strafton. I can do Irish, tap it on and tell you how you doing today. I can do Scottish ones, but Scottish ones that are deeper, they're kind of harder to hold for me because I gotta roll the others a bit more. Or I can do Kron, the person in groove. Yes. Alright. So I'm a, th <laughs> I'm a three and a half foot tall, old 60 year old gnome with a metal jaw that sounds like this. <laughs> but I'm convinced. I, I think, um, Thalor might be the youngest in the party. Hmm? Huh? How do you? I think he's um, he's fifteen. Oh. No. So, uh, do y'all's group have a name or anything? No. Uh, no. We're what are y'all doing down here in the ruins? We came down here because uh, we got kids. The octopus, as he keeps correcting me, wants a hat. We first got down under here in the ground when a worm ate us, and then it spit us out in a prison. We didn't stay. Yes, well, they didn't really need to know uh, that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I guess you can make up a story. That's cool. I just walked through the front door. Can I try to pick up the gnome? At this point, the gnome is being right on the edge of being shoved in the cage along with Rumpadump and Stool. The... I will agree to get in the cage as long as it is not locked. Well, you can leave at any time. It's kind of like, you know, Hotel California. But you see, this way, I'm an unsuspecting enemy for things. Oh yeah, you don't... It is your ideal environment. Yeah, it's your ideal environment. You don't hunger, thirst, you don't need sleep. It's just the perfect place to be. Oh, it's like football. Okay. I thought it was just a large cage you was actually dragging around. No, no. <laughs> I didn't it's think it was magic. Cage. Plus, there are like can, two muskies in there. Can Thalor get in the cage? Are you small? I mean, like. No, you're not. Maybe. Rex is. So, if it's my ideal environment, does it have objects? You don't objects? want to go in your ideal environment? Do, oh. Does it have objects in it that I could use only in that environment, then? Voltaire. Again, it's ideal environment. Whatever you want in there is in there. As you enter this cage, trepidatiously at first, you see a wonderfully arrayed, vast variety of mushrooms growing in here, along with two myconid residents who are enjoying the exceptionally damp and moist environment. But as you step foot, about a third of the environment shifts into something that I'll allow you to describe now. I'll keep, keep it in here. A large workshop table spread across the floor at my height, of course. So about three foot high with different medical tools strewn across it along with two large tables at the side to strap down creatures of different sizes. Hey, Please Mr. Mushroom Dudes alone. Wow, that's some really cool stuff you got there. What are you planning on doing? <laughs> oh, no. You'll see subject. <laughs> I'm a mean guy. What subject mean? <laughs> oh, you... No. Hey. And you guys move forward, continuing into the... 
area Flame 12. Flame type thing. <laughs> Hopefully. She'll be like medical malpractice. <laughs> the smell well, of broomstone and... Medical malpractice. She just healed him afterwards. <laughs> oh no. As you guys emerge into this chamber, the smell of brimstone and foul chemicals emanates from a large area up ahead, coalescing as the light of the campfires illuminates the area and I'll shows. I'll be right back. I'm being called. Mm. Continue on without me. I'll be right back. Cool. The campfires show a natural platform where five duro are droning on, cacophonous chanted. A two-headed dog stirs inside a cage while other duro nearby play with crossbows and watching around this seat nervously. A green glow rises suddenly from a magic circle at the center of the platform where a small humanoid statue is the focus of the chanting ritual. As you watch, a lump sprouts from the statue's neck, enlarging and reshaping itself, each unholy verse powering the sigil, inspiring the head to take form of a second skull. Where's the hat? You, looking down on the ground, see the same footprints going after him. You just charge right on through the circle? I'll stealth. You do have a great stealth. They don't see nothing. Alright. Can we keep on keeping on? The rest of you continue to stealth along, trying to keep pace with Zantanov. No. I'm gonna kinda stick to the outside and watch what's going on. Dolores gonna see how far he can make it with stealth and... The ritual continues. You can tell that they're powering some diabolical plan. And as you see this magical weavings, you can see the giant figure's second head screaming out in pain and terror, the original form in a state of agony. And then they all look over and see Denthalore. My apologies, I'm back. Oh, what you're just in time. That's a big pearl. I, I thought it was an egg. You look over an and you too. see... It's very egg-shaped. You see a massive dragon egg. Oh, whoa, 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 dragon egg. Whoa, 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 I might Cold just... Dibs. Back. So, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the old medieval stories of how a homunculus is made. I know in D&D a homunculus is different. In the old medieval stories, it would involve fertilizing an egg with human DNA and then incubating it. Oh, I've seen those. Oh, that was the, those that those were the actual yeah. Okay, so hear me out here. Gnome dragons. 
It might be an abomination, but it could also be a pet. It won't live that long, and you'll have to put it down, just like an old yellow. Okay. okay, we have a dragonborn in the party. And? Smaller dragon. The Boy, I don't know how that works at all. Shh. Talk about a kobold? I have a kobold. <laughs> just, it could work. Oh, I don't think it could. Is Who there? Think a... You'd end up making a half dragon. Is it hard to get to that egg? Like, is that not out of reach place? I can fly over there. How big is the egg? That is of no concern. It is because if it's too big, we can't take it. You look out through the chamber and see it is full. It's like quitter talk. Of supplicants mm -hmm. that part to make way for a prisoner who is brought forward struggling against his guards. Moaning echoes through the cavern as the priest reaches out, grabbing at the face of the second dwarf, twisting, pulling. He examines the prisoner before growling a command. Make him listen to the wire. A psionic sword rips through the Duragar's head lengthwise, splitting his cranium from ear to ear. As a wire descends with dozens of twisting Duragar dangling and twitching from the line with the dark dwarf's skulls. The cleric stitch and sew, sealing the wire within the Duragar's head. Then, with a flash of radiant light, the poor soul returns to life, grasping at the wire as he is raised into the air alongside identically mutilated whores waiting like abominable wind chimes to and fro wailing echoing through the chamber the web of wires running through each of them from ear to ear to ear giving a macabre illusion of them listening to the wire that vibrates with their suffering yeah that's cool and all but the egg how many guards are there? How many hostiles would there be if we were just to charge in headfirst? That's what you see. Okay, so... I'm like, what how... if we were to come around back, you know, this way? <laughs> <laughs> how, how big of an area are they in? Like, if I get the ruler real fast, if I can figure out how... Yeah, can I just send an octopus dude to keep track of the gnome? Not the gnome. What? Like, why not, you, not you, God. Can I send an octopus after the guy I was tracking and try to steal the egg? Absolutely. You keep a tail on Jiroki, sending him out ahead as you try and stealth around. Try and take possession of this egg. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking my time stealthing around then. Okay, can, can I cast sleep on... Let me see if I can figure out how to use these tools. Cause again, I'm not familiar with this. Seems kind of like... The dice button. Dice roller. One of the options is fudge. The fudge option, my god. Like, it's right under the, the ruler tool, and it just says fudge. Yeah. You get okay. nothing. Okay, so if I cast sleep right here, 
It's within 20 feet of each of them. It would hit all of them. All right, let's get a sleep roll. All right, and I'm going to cast it as a third level spell because the only third level spells I have are Tiny Hut and Glyph of Warding. And I don't know why I took Glyph of Warding because it costs so much to use it. So but I need to roll... We need it. I need to roll... Um, 98. This is going to be effective. Forty-five. It'll go Those. from each enemy lowering the health until it yeah. can't do it to one. Starts with the one with the lowest health, right? Starts with the one with the most. Right. I'd just go left to right on it, like whichever way is easiest for the DM to keep track. That's how it's how I do it. Either you way, watch. it would knock out the same amount, wouldn't it? As every single supplicant hits the floor <laughs> through some kind of systematic starvation, these supplicants have been weakened, and now, because of their lowered health points, you see this entire room hit the floor with only one of them still standing, looking around bewildered. What are y'all doing? I didn't say bow, you're bowing, I tell you to bow. And at this point, Zantanov, you come up right behind him. You may take egg. the egg if you'd like. Egg, 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 yeah, yeah. He is beside himself, he is going to and fro all of his different followers. Wake up, damn you, what's wrong with you? And you are able to sequester the egg within your possession. I'm Any gonna damage or action taken to wake them up is a success. Yeah. Huh? I'm gonna use my tentacles for the egg so I can still so I'm use some of them so I can still walk away with it, have free hands, free legs. See, how so, far could I jump? How far can I jump? There, I don't know strength, what the rule for jumping your is. Strength score. Strength score? Yeah. Like, hey, if you want, I can give you my ten foot pole and you can pole vault. Oh, wait, where did that go? Say strength? I can... So, yeah. You slip the egg in your pocket. You got it. Oh, wait. It's pocket-sized? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then off... Egg. Yeah, off to go find Drowski, my boy. You see on the cavern wall different ink marks pointing you the way like breadcrumbs. All right. Off I go. Down the Lord, what are you doing? I guess I'll follow. I guess I guess I'll follow. I was I was gonna leave some skulls in. They're sleeping, but they're only asleep for one minute. So if we're going to kill them, we need to move fast. I mean, Grex is I mean, gonna. They could uh, have gold. Fly up. Yeah, and... yeah, we're we're caving in some skulls while they're sleeping. The Lord's gonna try I... to get to this guy before he can wake anyone up. Guys, do that. I'm, I'm gonna go find a hat. <laughs> Just gonna cut the wire that's hanging the people on either end. Whoever, whoever is largest with, or yeah, whoever's larger than me with a good strength st score, could you possibly throw me so I can pole vault Absolutely. to the guy? Absolutely. Death Lore, you're Absolutely. pole vaulting your buddy Voltaire through the air. Grex, you're cutting the wire. 
lowering down all these tortured souls from the ceiling, and Zantanov continues the pursuit of that damn hat. Okay, so I don't know how far I can make it. Pole vaulting. At least right. 10 feet. Now, how much do you weigh? Uh, 30 pounds? 60 pounds, I think? 30 pounds? Holy uh, shit. I think it's 60. I can throw I that think... pretty far, and I'm Hold not on, I think strong. it's 60. Let, let me double check. Pretty sure no, it's 60. Do you like a yeah, garden? I weigh, I weigh 60 pounds. I'm three and a half feet tall. But I have what's called um, Tumbling Fool. So as a bonus action... I gain the benefits of the dash, dash and disengage actions, and I get a good, I get a climbing speed the same as my running speed. I can only run 25 feet, but I can use that to go up to 50. After you throw me and I pole vault the rest of the way, I can then run the 50 feet. I don't so think I'm, you need to pole vault. No, but it would terrify this man to just see me flying through the air with an axe in my hand. Okay, um, would it be athletics? Is going to be an athletics for both of you to throw him and for you to land it. I feel like it's more acrobatics right. for him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Acrobatics then, and I'll give you advantage. Voltaire? Oh. You need it. <laughs> oh. oh. Catching yourself, you take your pole through the brains of one of the Duro, and you are flying through the air, and you land squarely on the chest of Narak, who is in utter bewilderment. What are you doing here? Killing you. And then I swing my hand axe. Oh, straight oh. to the head. <laughs> so, we have, what, four more people to kill? They're all still down sleeping. You... Execute him, the sheer surprise of your attack, the fury of it. Uh, go ahead and roll an attack to make sure you hit him. Alright. Not killing him very well. No, nope, that does not kill him, you miss. Hmm. Well, darn. <laughs> I don't know what to um, do now, I'm just standing on him. Just, just a man. <laughs> what now? Um. <laughs> Now yeah, we you need can take initiative. this moment as oddly sensual, you know? <laughs> it's worse because I told him I was killing him and then I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing you. Oh. I was joking. Ah, it's come just on. a joke, bro. <laughs> oh, I got you. Welcome to Punk. Oh, wait. I have the lucky feet. Oh. Reroll it. What the oh? It's, it's not re-rolling it. It's I can just roll a d20 and add it to it. Is that what lucky is? I thought lucky was you could re-roll any lucky roll. Any roll. roll. I thought lucky uh, was you can you could steal a roll from someone else. Like they'd still get that roll. You could copy a roll and then use it instead of another roll. You uh, have so three many different definitions. You have three luck points. Whenever you make an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you may spend one luck point to roll an additional d20. You can use this ability after the original roll, but before the outcome is revealed. Oh, okay, so I can't use it. You choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why isn't it? really weird. Like. I mean, to be it. fair, we all knew a 10 wasn't going to hit, so... 
I just want to see how it plays out with me, like, basically telling the guy, you're dead, and then I miss. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see what he's going to do now. So, continue on. All right, he's going to whistle. Oh, no. And you see the death dog come out of his cage, along with out of an alcove, an Etten approach you from a fungal forest. And they're going to come and try and smash you. So where was the wire located? It is strung up through this entire cavern. There's at least a couple dozen poor souls still struggling, trying to remove the wire that's embedded in their brains. Okay. So Can you just have about like here? Sure, yeah. Before combat starts, I was going to have Dinthalor try to get as far as he can towards the big one. It's just like, yeah. Where is the Etten? He actually hits you. Oh, he's got two attacks. May I suggest, may I suggest instead of attacking the ones that are about to kill me, kill the guys who are still asleep first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good suggestion. You're gonna Action take... Action economy will kill us. You're gonna take oh, 19 no. damage, Voltaire. <laughs> As the uh, Etten smashes you Come a little on. bit. Kill him, please. We still got 10 rounds. If I die, I put my brain in their body. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll use that one. And Is it the Etten? Save my job. Whatever it is, now put, we'll put you in that one. Ah, uh, yes. Put me in only one of their heads and leave the brain in the other one. Voltaire, give me an initiative roll. All right. Oh. All right, Narak's gonna go first. I think that's gonna hit you. Although you said you had an AC of 12, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You thought you were gonna kill me, did you? I don't think you speak too soon. Uh-uh. I can still use disengage. <laughs> I mean, not right now, but if I survive to my next turn, I can. I mean, I feel like they should have disadvantage trying to hit you since you're so small. They have to, like, lean down with the attack. It's going to be three more damage as he leans over and gives you a poke. Chew on his chest, so, like, he landed on him. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so I guess you would um, have to, like, stand yeah. up, brush him off and stand up first. Make a strength check to get out. Yeah, he's going to roll 19 on a strength check, so he's going to go lift himself up and give him a stab. So three more damage to Voltaire. And then it is going to be Denthalor's turn.
Dunthalore, your move. You're standing up against this Etten. What are you going to do? He's going to giant smite as he moves over here. He moves like right here. Sure. I'm trying to line up all three of the enemies. Can you line up all three of the enemies? I'll say yes. Let me do some measure. Oh, well, I don't think he could do it anyway. That's unfortunate. Hey. See, how big is this Etten thing? I think Ettons are pretty big. I want to say large. They're related to ogres. I'm also size large. Yes, you're both large giants. All right, this this Voltaire is gonna might wanna get ready something. Um, Dentalor is gonna try and push the Etten towards the other two enemies that are conscious. Yeah, they're considered large. Dentalor is gonna push push them this way. All right, is this an he's attack? Gonna, it's, it's a push. He's trying to shove them all up against each other. All right, I'm going to give you an opposed nat 20 on my opposed strength roll. That's a good thing I have advantage on my strengths. Because I'm big. Well, How big are you? Because this thing is 13 feet tall. I'm 14 feet tall. I double in size. God. You're well, over well. four of me. He grits down. Well, I didn't do well. You're, like, you're exactly four of me. Oh, it looks like I don't move him. Now he gets in the low football stance and bears down. You do not push him. Can I take my action? <laughs> nah, go ahead and take your action. Oh, wonderful. As they're pushing up against each other, Dentalor's mouth is gonna drop open. Oh god. I need a, I need a dex save. Oh, they don't have good dex. Ah, that's real bad. That's a bad roll. Ah. Uh, are they catching? How many people are you <laughs> catching in that? I think it would just be the Etten and this man here. Alright, I'll roll a dex roll for him as well. He got a four, and this is gonna be a fifteen. He passes, which means he takes half damage. Gotcha. Um, all right. Ooh. Ooh. So, max damage. Oh. Accidentally rolled one wrong one. It was the seven that's the damage. All right. I've got seven on each of them. I believe three on Narek. Anything else, sir? That's the end of his turn, yeah. Back to you, Grex. As you look over your friends engaged, you are still cutting the wires out of these people's heads? Yeah. I'm just kind of swooping through with my echo and just cutting the wires free the people. You found a good way to do it, and as you cut the wires, you give it a yank, and you're able to slip out the wire from four or five of their heads at a time with a gasp. <gasps> ah, Jesus, I, thank you. 
They are all saved. Nice. Um, I'm assuming that's my action to do so, so I'm going to use my movement to just kind of like get into a position to help uh, Dental or get advantage and maybe distract with my echo. Up here, there's the Death Dog, and you could also get into range with Narek if you chose to do so with the Echo. Um, I'll have the Echo... Yeah, go on. Have the Echo move. There. Right, you engage. That's going to bring us to Voltaire. Alright, so I, I can do one of two things. I can run away and cast sleep again, and I highly doubt that I'd be able to knock all of them out. Or I could run away and cast Thunder Wave. The only like problem some... is that is a 15-foot cube, and I think that hits. Oh no, y'all are just barely out of range, except for I think the Echo the echo would be damaged might be worth it disengage and drop some thunder thunder alright so I can run 25 so I'm gonna run over here to this wall and then the next turn I'm gonna run up it you disengaging yeah and then I'll cast Thunder Wave as a third level spell, rolling 4d8. This is my last third level spell I can do. Go ahead and roll it cast, up. I'm guessing I could you... cast Cure Wounds. Um, I don't think you can cast Cure Wounds on yourself. All right. Yeah, you can. That's tempting because I have nine health. Okay, good idea. We're we're both fighters. We can both regen health with just sheer force of will. Yeah. I need that health. We're we're tanks. Both of us have high con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's also all the enemies on the ground that this would probably take out. I'll go ahead and do this and attack them with Thunder Wave. Hey, Grex, can you disengage and attack on the same turn? It said I can disengage as a bonus action as part of my feat. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I don't know how many times a day I can do that. It does not say. Ooh, it's I'm just a third level class feat. Yeah, it's it's typically a thing rogue, rogues get it just to do whenever. Yeah. Wait a second. Did I roll bare minimum on each of these? Oh no. Did I roll four ones? Rip. Alright, we got two successes and one failure on the Etten's part. With a plus the three, he is gonna succeed as well. So three successes. So they are all going to take two damage from the Thunder Wave. Thunder Wave! That was... <laughs> that could have been so good. 
I rolled four one. And that's gonna bring us to the Etten's turn. He is gonna keep smashing at you, Demplor. Natural twenty on the first. <laughs> it's uh, you don't get the crit damage. Oh, you're right. You got the armor. Very well done. Okay, so that's just seven plus three, ten damage. Does a fourteen hit you? Fourteen. Let me check. Oh, it does not. Does a twenty-one hit you? Yes. Alright, uh, it's gonna be 14 more damage. That's gonna be it from the Etten's turn. Now the Death Dog is gonna take a chomp at the Echo. Mm. Yeah, that hits. Echo gone. Rebecca right. only having one HP. <laughs> Good, I don't have a stat block for the death dog. Unless it has a negative three. <laughs> Fortunately, I think I'll have more than that. Yeah. Death the, dog attacks and you gain health. The Echo's AC is 14 plus proficiency, so it has 17, which is more than me. I believe. Let me double check. Yeah, 18 AC is 14 plus proficiency bonus. So it has more AC than I do. But it has one HP. <laughs> Seeing an opening, Narek is going to whip around onto the back of the Death Dog like Legolas in Lord of the Rings. Hmm. And he is going to try and escape, shouting out to the Etten. Rockamon, we do got to get out of here. Come on, we got to retreat for now. He is going to use his full movement, jump up the wall, and try and escape with a dash. He's off the map. <sighs> Dunthalore, you're up. Right. think of what I want to do. The lore is going to hit him with his Tetsubo. Go and give him a smack. 25, 17, both hit. Awesome. Now, what I need Ow. is Ow. Yeah, 30 damage out. I need a strength saving throw. I think he's got a bit of strength on him. Plus 5, 21. Yeah, he passes. He, he needs you to roll a lower strength saving throw. <laughs> um, how about I didn't want him to pass, so he shouldn't. Can that be an option? <laughs> one of the heads nods, and then the other head is like, right, well, pay attention, what are you doing? You'll fall for it. I didn't give you permission to survive. Grex, so, you're up. Wookie. 
Wookie, are we still doing called shots? Yes, I believe call shots add uh, add a certain amount. I think it's plus five onto the AC. I called. I thought called shots were. Um, I think it was just disadvantage. Disadvantage, and then it doubled damage. Yeah. I'll out. And I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep. I thought that's what they were, but um, I'll keep that in mind. So next wait, time. Quick, quick question that could have actually avoided all this combat. Couldn't I have gotten advantage since the guy was prone on that headshot? Yeah. <laughs> that is what prone does. Any creature within melee range has advantage. It's a, it's a, it's a little late now, but. But yeah, it is late. <laughs> I forgot about that too. I was able to mention something. Anyway. I love how I say that the DM just goes silent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Greg, you're up, man. Uh, so I'm going to attempt to like kind of fly and buzz around the two heads of the Ed to try and confuse it, and then while I'm behind it at one point, I'm just going to stab down my sword between the two heads. Oh, God. <laughs> hey. Oh, right, disadvantage. That'll hit. 18. 18 hits. 18. Yes. 17 slashing and one cold damage. And then I'm going to attempt a second strike just to make sure it actually dies via 12. I think 12 is just going to miss. Oh, no, 12 hits. Ah, yay. Three, 17 and 3, so 38 points of damage. 38? Yep. That's going to do it. <laughs> nice. Just kind of flying in circles to make the heads get a little dizzy, and then while they're spinning, just coming down right between the two of them, stabbing down twice viciously between them to try and separate them. Oh, oh, stop, get down. And he's seeing birds. And you stab him all the way up to the hilt of your blade, and you see his body from the core freezing from the inside out. Making that nice sculpture. You guys are out of combat. All right. Just kind of peeking down at Den. Well, not really looking down so much as almost looking face to face with Denthalor from on top of this Etten. Thumbs up. Can we loot them for anything? First, let's execute the ones that are still alive. Fair. How many rounds of combat was that? Like five? Wasn't enough for them to wake up. It would be ten rounds of combat. I think it was only two. Yeah, just two. I only had two turns. So okay. we still have plenty of time to just. Dolores gonna be walking around like holding his Tetsu bow up and then just dropping it onto their heads. Yep, that's gonna do it to make quick work of taking care of the rest of the supplicants. The individuals that you saved, pulling them out of the wire are looking on in horror and fear, not wanting to get too close to the Dragonborn. 
Can I take the demon dog's teeth? Demon dog's gone. Ah. Um, I'm gonna go fly over and kind of land by the uh, people that saved. Deck. Oh, don't mind him. He's mostly harmless. Are you sure he's quite vicious? He's turning all these sleeping individuals into goddamn hey, schmears on the goddamn ground. As long as you don't. Hey, hey, watch Mojo. <laughs> Today at Watch Mojo, we cover the top 10 biggest lies in history. <laughs> um, regardless, I want. Do you know what they were trying to use you for? I think they were just enjoying torturing us, honestly. We were. I think just uh, satiating their lust for violence. Yeah, they work people up enough and you inspire them to just hurt their own kind there. Attack anyone they will. Mm, I see. And you know what the egg was? He, um. He, you can tell he's trying to hold something back. Just gonna cross my arms. I didn't have to cut you down from that wire. He receives like an elbow from some of his compatriots. Like, hey, come on, tell him. All right, yeah, I these particular, they're part of a cult down here. Yeah, I found that already. They thought they could gain power by trying to manipulate the shitty's politics up above. You have to understand how Grakosdug works. It's it depends on a cycle of violence that. Hey, hey, all right, I'll tell you, but you must keep this to yourselves and never let the Under King know. That it was us that told you. Yeah, sure. Grakelstoke relies on a constant turnover of red dragons that keep the fires lit and aflame. Without the dragons, we would low. All of our fires would go out and the forges would stop firing. And it is because of this that we have a symbiotic or some kind of a relationship with the dragons. However, eventually, and it always happens, the dragons become too powerful, and they gain so oh, much yeah. strength that we can't keep them under control, sir. There comes a time when our order of psionic warriors must execute the dragons, and then turn it over to a new dragon, a red wormling that is raised up in its stead. That red dragon egg that you stole earlier was the next heir and it is already past time when the current red dragon temperature would have been taken care of however he continues to live because this cult stole the dragon egg from the keepers of the flame and it made the deep king unable to replace the current wormsmith i see so i just are breeding and killing dragons repeatedly just for your own sake hey don't judge us all right our societies they were in god damn what after here after dentalor hears that they're seeing dragons like menial work it'll give them like such a look it's like are you stupid 
<laughs> the most like fuck you half, could ever like make. Half of the crowd immediately breaks and runs towards the the other caverns, the out the tunnels and away from you. The other half is frozen in place, completely petrified by fear. Look, you can't judge us, all right? Our society has lived for thousands of years, and it's because of the red dragons. They're keeping our flames and our forges lit that we've been able to trade with the other civilizations and make our way. You Wait, are why don't no you one. just light your own forges? All they do is light the torch. Why, why can't you guys do that? Aren't you, like, chasing Droki right now? I am, but I feel like that's a question someone has to ask. Well, no, it would be I mean, like, the temperature of which the, the dragon's dragon fire flame. Dragon came. flame is so much harder than normal flames. Hotter, yeah. But still, I they can make flame. Using the dragon flame, but there's well, like there's other ways to go about it where you wouldn't have to use it in flavor okay, dragon. Okay, so listen, if you ask nicely, old dragons would have helped you. If you were give them, uh, you know, like th this find a dragon, dragon that won't try to murder you because of nice ones. Show nice ones you know it's like not yeah. the homicidal ones they're, yeah they're not the ones that turn their layers into volcanoes our society their... has been through many phases some liberals wanted to reform and have a more symbiotic relationship and instead of just slaughtering the dragons and they reached a parasitic. few hundred years the word the man is looking for is parasitic we are, I admit, a parasitic relationship now. We do not treat them as equals, and we do keep them under control, but we have found through experience that this is the only way to make sure that we are not purged with fire from the very dark lake itself. Now listen. I, for one, am all for killing the chromatic dragons after the way they've treated my people. What? Don't enslave them. Don't enslave dragons. I mean, There's consequences. You're chromatic. Yeah, I was about to say, aren't you chromatic? Yes, yes they are. They get, they get a bad rep because they are chromatic. Dragon, dragonborns don't follow the same rules as... Yeah, I know. Against... But this is my character speaking from uh, there's reasons <laughs> oh yeah kobolds are treated the worst yeah kobolds oh yeah like oh yeah dragonborns were treated bad but the kobolds were just so much worse mm -hmm. you forgot that entirely <laughs> yep there's a pecking order here and as you guys oh no like they were the Dragonborn didn't have any control over the Kobold. They were kind of like on the same level, but because the Dragonborn were more dragon-like, they were treated better. It's like yeah. the house slave. Oh. And as you guys delineate and give these folks a good stern talking to about how they should structure their society, we're going to cut scene back over to Zantanov. Zantanov? Aye. You're gaining on Droki. You almost have him. You think that he doesn't see you and you're able to sneak up ever so silently behind him. And then you hear thunderous booms reverberate through the tunnel ahead of you. 
ambiance warms as you approach the glow of a cozy hole in the wall with a large flintstone block lettering reading Porcini's Pizzeria into which Droki slips into just ahead of you alright I mean I've come this far gotta keep going have you tried throwing something at him I have and it hit Rictavio isn't that the name of Morel's yes. companion? Yeah, the big guy who yeah. can't talk. <laughs> Alright, just making sure. Inside the space, it oh, opens up into... Yeah. After, after Morel became ascended to godhood, he settled down and opened up a pizza shop. I'm, I'm happy for him. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Deserved it, yeah? Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't cook himself. He has a mushroom. Oh, yeah. Pizzas made with pizzas made with mushrooms are like the worst. Like they taste so like they, their I, texture is wrong. Am I the only one here who has read Bikini Bottom Horror Story? Oh, maybe. <laughs> no. Okay. In not. it, in it, Mr. Krabs cuts off an arm from Patrick because he can regenerate, and that arm regenerates to a whole new Patrick, and he just uses pieces of that Patrick constantly because it regenerates to make Krabby Patties. That's what I'm imagining the mushroom man with the pizzeria doing to himself. No, oh, no. <laughs> Never run out of ingredients. Inside the space, it opens up into a welcoming inn and pizzeria that emanates a delicious doughy goodness that makes your mouth water with legendary pizza whose reputation has permeated common knowledge to a mythical level. As you settle into a wonderfully soft lichen lazy boy, the massive Mike Nid pauses from his pounding and flipping dough to serve you a personalized pizza of perfection. Please describe. But I don't have time. Please describe the pizza Porcini brings you. Do, do I have to? Are you going to deny the pizza god? <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and you eat that pizza. He worked. He slaved over a hot oven for that. You're going to sit down and you're going to eat it and you're going to be grateful. He will make you into a pizza if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so right Omari pizza a... is a delicacy in some places. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> it's a seafood pizza made from clams, crabs, and small fish. You got your sardine and anchovies on there, and as you take your first bite, and it is by far the best pizza you've ever tasted, you're gonna gain. This is the only pizza I've ever tasted. <laughs> what is pizza? You're gonna gain the benefits of a hero's feast, and as you take that first bite, the rest of the party is gonna storm in, like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And you're all gonna meet each other's eyes and look over as a second lazy boy turns around slowly fingers steepled atop wearing a tentacled hat is Droki smiling back at you all I want to throw the octopus dude at him I cast sleep uh, that's where we're going to end level. tonight's session thank you all no! for playing good night look at you fiend I'm tired of this you did this last session please <laughs> just give me the hat he takes the off the hat and hands it to you, you here. oh really 
Absolutely. I want the hat just to be an illusion, just to <laughs> yeah. such a powerful illusion that True Sight couldn't see through it. No, it, it's her one level of madness. <laughs> <laughs> the hat never existed. Oh no! <laughs> it's been when a you bad rolled madness and you never saw anything. Hat. Oh wait, it, it's a newspaper hat. So, then this module, it specifies that this hat is not special. It has no magical properties. However, I'm going to alter that and say that this hat has two sentient. What, what, what kind of hat? What kind of tentacles were those? Displacer. Displacer beast. Thank you. They have two sentient displacer beast tentacles on them. Oh. Extra tentacles, you say? Oh, well, I, I have Do they function as displacer beast ten- tentacles? Like... They do. He can just. Oh wow. Okay. Maybe that's how he was escaping you so much. He could just displace himself. <laughs> yeah, I've taken this hat. That after all the chasing and running and all the, the the octopi I had to throw. You had to earn it, and you got it. And it is a special, super cool hat that is going to function as a displacer tentacle hat, and it's going to give you displacing abilities, and it's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, boy. You replace two of your tentacles with the Displacer Beast tentacles. No, I'm just going to have extra tentacles. Ten tentacles, bro. Tentacles. I'm a decapod now. Tentacles. (laughs) 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 All right. Thank you all so much for playing. This is going to be the last session for this month, and we are not playing for the month of November. So, yeah. we're taking a break, and well, thank you all. And that's that. Yeah. Alright, so, like, I like to do this whenever I get a new book. Probably the only party I'm really playing with, other than um, creepy coffees. Um, I want you all to each pick a number between 1 and 34. 25. 23, 5, 3, 2. Right, we're starting with Wookiees. Alright, Wookiee, the creature from Fizzband's bestiary that you got is called Animated Breath. That's appropriate after all my blunt smoking. Got halitosis over here. Um, Chromatic's dragon's breath weapon is a manifestation of the energy that suffuses the dragon. With practice, the dragons can learn to draw on the magic from the elemental plane to shape their breath weapon into a bipedal form. What? Just kind of like exist. My breath is a person now? Yeah. Your, bl- your breath can literally smack someone in the face. <laughs> Rating six. Wow. There was also a 23 and a 25. Yeah. And a 16. 16? Okay, we'll go to 16. Dragon L. Um... Dragon elves are related to the um, the main branches of the dragons, including the chromatic gem and metallic dragons. They can understand speech, but are incapable of speaking. Um, they are desire. They are motivated by desire for food and entertainment. 
and um, they're typically raised to be um, real mounts. Nice. Can be summoned by the paladin spell Find Greater spe Steed. Nice. Imagine you're just trying to summon a horse and a dragon appears. It's like a it's like a weird it's for it's like a bird like dragon kinda it looks like body is sleek. It's got a very long neck and like a a very beaked mouth. Interesting. Twenty three. That is the Gem Stalker. Oh. Gem Dragon kills an aberrant creature from the Far Realm. The dragon sometimes reshapes the alien corpse into a Gem Stalker. Hunting predator capable capable of traversing the Underdark. Seeing aberrations and guarding its creator's lair. Huh. It's very dedicated to its mission. Challenge rating 5. Sounds like a useful companion. Really does, yeah. Twenty-five. Or twenty-five. Twenty-five. The horde mimic. <laughs> yes. yes. Nice. Okay. Mimics are so named that. as many enter into I... partnerships with dragons. <laughs> Alan's rating of this one is 8. I have an obsession with mimics of every type. Um, if you guys will yep. look in the general chat... Because we are under attack by satanic globalists, but we will not go quietly into the night. We have God on our side. We are one with righteous fury and will overcome this dark hour. We're gonna roll with these changes and work on our home, shared America, and step up and rise to the challenge, kick this virus's ass, and send it packing back to Wuhan with his tail between his legs. Because America is ascendant, America is number one, and America will never succumb to any trial together. I'm gonna face it down and put it in a stranglehold, pin it down, and fuck it into submission and that's why you got to support us by buying our products we are on the ropes against the wall and if we're gonna keep fighting this zombie apocalypse the unstoppable triumphant america will rise with your support head on over to the store and buy our products and our brain pills and know with each purchase of a shirt you are the front line in the war to save America the war. Hold it right there, cat burglar. I'm putting a pause to your burglaries. And now it's dog cop once again to further my plan. Now you see that I've stolen the Dogecoin my 
I will return it because you are cutting me red-handed. Fall again by dog cup. Yeah, that's right. As long as I'm smelling these streets, you won't be able to sniff around any of my burglaries. Cat burglar, I was on my nightly patrol at 10.15 for walkies. You should have known better than coming this side of town. I'm here to take a bite out of crime and cheese squeakers. And I'm all out of squeakers. Darn it, dog cop. I'm sergeant of this police precinct and I forbid you from going haywire again. I'm sorry, Sarge. A dog cop's gotta do what a dog cop's gotta do. Dog cop on NBCBC and Fox News at 11. Catch it this weekend, playing daily and in theaters this summer. Dog cop. Darn it, dog cop. Get out of that helicopter. I got this, Sarge. That baddie's going down to the pound. Hold it right there, cat burglar. I'm putting a pause to your burglaries. And now, it's Dog Cop once again to foil my plan. Now you see that I've stolen the Dogecoin, my... I will return it because you are cutting me red-handed. Fold again by dog cop. Yeah, that's right. As long as I'm smelling these streets, you won't be able to sniff around any of my burglaries. Cat burglar, I was on my nightly patrol at 10.15 for walkies. You should have known better than coming this side of town. I'm here to take a bite out of crime and cheese squeakers. And I'm all out of squeakers. Darn it, dog cop. I'm sergeant of this police precinct and I forbid you from going haywire again. I'm sorry, Sarge. A dog cop's gotta do what a dog cop's gotta do. Dog cop on NBCBC and Fox News at 11. Catch it this weekend, playing daily and in theaters this summer. Dog cop. Darn it, dog cop. Get out of that helicopter. I got this, Sarge. That baddie's going down to the pound.